Whether you are a brand new camper or you've been with us for every season, welcome. We're so happy to have you. If you like what you hear, there's a lot you can do about it. You can leave us a review, you can tell a friend, you can become a patron, which is sliding scale, so you can access bonus stuff for as little as a dollar a month, or you can get some truly unique and badass merch at our Tee Public store. I design most of them based off of vintage travel t-shirts, and I wear them constantly. All right, that's enough out of folksy ad copy, Katie. I'm in the mood for a ghost story. Hey guys! <laughs> You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell true scary stories to mm-hmm. each other. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Campbell. And today might be a little different. Why is today a little different? <laughs> I'm going to talk about some local legends. Local to whom? Well, mind you, we're still on our road trip. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, we started in, just, you know, friendly reminder, we started in Wisconsin, then we went to Iowa, then Missouri, then Kentucky, and then Ohio, and now we've landed in lovely Michigan. If if you haven't listened, if you're a new listener, <laughs> Morgan has been orchestrating this interminable road trip. <laughs> no one asked me to. And no one encouraged you. Where she's been been just telling stories um, along this arbitrary path. Mm-hmm. I choose it literally when I do my research. I pull up a map and I'm like, where's next? Wow. Boop. It's exciting. So um, so we're in Michigan, you said? We are in Michigan. Mm. Michigan's a very, very beautiful state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't let you forget it. They those, don't. All those fucking ads. Yeah, I see those when I get my nails done sometimes. Have they ever convinced you? No. But maybe these local legends will. Oh! <laughs> Before I dive into it, do you have any paranormal news or any anything of that nature? Oh, paranormal news. Uh, in terms of, like, movies and things to watch. Um, because, of course, I watch A Midsummer Murder every, you know, like last weekend day and we just watched ours this morning it was so lovely it had to do with haunted woods and an- antique thievery so Ooh. obviously it's just everything i could Immaculate want and more vibe. but i'm trying to think of like springtime horror feelings and i feel like midsummer kind of obviously it's mm-hmm. very floral that's a hard one but yeah there's not i feel like a ton of and there should be i hate the spring we gotta make it spooky. <laughs> just allergies related horror. <laughs> That's just life. I love gearing up into nautical spookiness. Mm-hmm. And I recently watched a documentary on whaling from PBS. But you're afraid of whales. Morgan, I'm afraid of ghosts. Look what I'm doing. <laughs> And it was one of the most brutal and shocking documentaries I've ever seen. And oh. it was ex- it was just about like the whaling trade of the eighteen hundreds when when whale oil was in really high demand for lamps uh-huh. because it burned a specific <clears throat> type of flame that was really sought after. And I had just never really considered what it was like 
to actually kill a whale and like what that is like because I haven't read Moby Dick and there doesn't seem to be a lot of other literature that tackles the subject. Yeah. They seem to think that it's sort of like, and done. <laughs> and you know the rest. The whaling novel is finished. <laughs> so now I'm like, because it just the way that it was described and like the lifestyles of the people who just go out on whaling expeditions for months or years on end oh and God. just the mechanics of murdering something so huge and what happens on the boat when they get it in and the fact that the harpooner and everyone on the little boat that goes out to harpoon the whale can just like be capsized and killed by the whale or that it was a relatively common occurrence because you can't harpoon it from the ship you have to go out on a little boat with your harpooner who's just like some grizzled freak with one eye um (laughs) His freakiness does not derive from his one-eyeness. That's just totally separate. <laughs> and um, and they go out on a little boat that's, like, smaller than the whale itself mm-hmm. because you have to get close enough. And there's not an easy way to kill a whale because they don't have access, like, right to its heart or something. Right. So it's, like, a messy, brutal, drawn-out situation and it's not uncommon for the whale to come up underneath the boat and like clamp its jaw (gasps) on either side of the sides of the boat right where there are people inside (gasps) well i don't blame them (laughs) oh yeah whales are majestic there was an amazing story of whale revenge as well Um, but yeah, this was a PBS documentary that I watched. So now I'm kind of interested in spooky, in spooky whaling. Ooh. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna dive right into some local Michigan legends. We're gonna start with the Michigan dog man. I feel like everybody's got, it seems like the dog man is kind of their Bigfoot. I think everybody that has woods has a Bigfoot. Mm. legend um but specifically the michigan dog man dates back to the 1800s in 1887 two lumberjacks saw a creature with a man's body and a dog's head and it wasn't a bear that feels like a bear they well these lumberjacks didn't know if it was a bear and legend states that he appears in a 10-year cycle in years ending in seven (laughs) (laughs) very specific very it of him (laughs) (laughs) very it (laughs) So usually it's working men, it's lumberjacks who see him. Usually the men are alone, of course. Um, it's typically the same story that the Michigan dog man jumps in front of them or their car. They'll scratch their house or tent. One person actually called OnStar claiming that it jumped in front of their car and caused it to flip. <laughs> they even like had a movie made after the Michigan dog man in 2011. One man in the 30s, claimed to be attacked by a pack of five dogs, one of which stood on its legs. I, okay. (laughs) I guess that's good to know. So watch out for the Michigan dog, man, I guess. (laughs) Well, that's not only dogs, but also, it's not only the dog man, but also dogs that his companions are occasionally mannish. All of these, you know, grain of salt, but they're all fun to hear about. I'm not taking these with a grain of salt. <laughs> That's dangerous. Well, then I'm excited for you to fully believe in the Hickory Creek Phantom Skater. Yes. <laughs> 
So in Buchanan, Michigan, there's a tale of the phantom skater. He's said to be enormous, which I don't know exactly what that means. Height? Is he bulky? We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. He's Uh clad in black tights and a skull cap. His blades, because he's a skater, flash green sparks and blue flames. (gasps) He's known to leap over bridges and he shrieks an eerie laugh. I'm obsessed with this. One man who died in 1964 claimed to have seen the phantom skater. He was a child hanging out with his friends and they were just like skating on the lake and they lost track of time and they heard a really loud blade scraping sound and them being local kids were like, oh, it's the phantom skater. We've got to run away. So this guy tries to escape. He gets caught in some barbed wire. So he's stuck, everyone else is gone, and he claims to have seen the skater, the man, or whatever the skater is, cast no shadow, and it had hooves instead of feet. Oh, wait, but weren't they tied into skates? Yeah, I don't know So how- I guess it was just a <laughs> pair of skates that had no toe box, like it was just purely yeah. vertical. They were just laced <laughs> fully up, like the shape of a can of Coke. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just like run with the fun idea that this is a uh, this is something they really saw. It oh, is it just a vigilante God. like a man who wants to scare the local children? Is it a ghost skater? Well, I tell you a story from a mall and pa. There's a ghost skater skating and he's a hundred feet tall. I love the idea of a ghost skater i mean obviously it's real so it's Mm -hmm. i don't have to love Mm -hmm. the idea you love him Mm -hmm. (sighs) just this demon skater from hell i'm embellishing yeah also probably likely yeah that's his backstory you don't hear about uh situations like this that often (laughs) not in warm weather places that's for sure Mm -hmm. we have demon surfers Looking for one last wave. Demon cowboys ready for the demon rodeo. It's in town. <laughs> oh, I want to see. I, do, are these the types of things where they have like statues of them in their town squares? Some of them very much. Yes. I don't think that the Hickory Creek Phantom Skater is popular enough. The Michigan Dogman probably because he has a movie. <laughs> <laughs> But how Amazon Prime is the movie? I might need to find it and watch it. The work you put into this podcast is really amazing. <laughs> the that's, Amazon Prime garbage I've watched. extremely selfless of you. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay, so next we have the Sister Lake Sea Monster, which for some reason is another one of their, like, Bigfoots. Like, I think the dog man can kind of be confused as a Bigfoot encounter, and this is, for some reason... The lake version. In 1964, someone spotted a large creature with glowing red eyes stomping through the woods and said that it cried like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like the most concerning part of everything, I think. (laughs) I hate that about it. Um, And apparently there were many quote trustworthy sightings by like trustworthy locals of this uh dewey lake sister lake sasquatch it's got a lot of names wait i i thought you said wait it's a lake monster but it's not aquatic yeah they like call it a lake monster because it lives near the lake 
and it's just a creature with red eyes that yeah, it's just a baby that, Bigfoot that has a. <laughs> We don't have a lot of information on that one. That one, I was like, okay, we got a Bigfoot. Check in the box. They've got been, it all. I've been watching this show called Summer Camp Island, which is just the cutest show in the universe. And, um, but it's not for babies. It's for grown-ups. <laughs> like me. So, um... And they have Sasquatches that Sasquai that live in the woods. Um, but they're oh, they're like Yetis. They're like white, and the sounds they make are all like brass instruments. Like oh. one of them will just make like saxophone sounds. <laughs> so it's like not crazy to me the idea that one of them would just so be this like, makes sense, and it's just lumbering <laughs> through the woods, followed by me running behind it with a banjo. Well, he cries like a baby, but he shoots like a man. He's, if you see his red eyes, run as fast as you can. <laughs> Michigan, you didn't fail me. I'm there's some there's some real winners in this lineup. Next, we've got um, from the show Paranormal Caught on Camera. Ooh, I watched this little snippet in May of 2018 in East Jordan, Michigan. Glenn Thorman, local fireman, got a notification from his like nest camera like his home security camera Hmm. and he got on his phone and he opened up the picture that it took and in the picture you see and i'm going to text you this picture you see his driveway you see what looks like a barn in the distance it's really dark it's pitch black nighttime there it looks like there's woods behind the barn and you see two cars and there's one car that seems to be the main focus and real quick, I'm going to send you this. This isn't quite a local legend. It's just a fun, weird experience. It's just one man's so. Michigan truth. One man's Michigan truth. Oh! <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, it is an angel. It seems to look like an angel to people. There's, It's white... It seem it has a tiny Q-tip head. It's tiny head. It looks like it's got like billowy sleeves or wings. It's draped in this like glowing light. It's hovering above the truck, and it looks to them on the show like it's holding a blade. It does. It looks like it's like a I don't know heavenly eagle that's got like a that's got <laughs> it like a sword like in its talons. <laughs> Apparently, Archangel Michael had a sword with the blue light so they're like oh that's michael that's him (gasps) michael visited my tahoe that (laughs) night regardless of what it is or isn't very strange photo to capture yes i wish it were the phantom skater with photo-y things i I wish it was the phantom (laughs) skater well um I always wonder, like, is this actually something that looks like 10 feet above this, Mm -hmm. like, standing on this vehicle? Or is it just something really close to the camera that the perspective is forcing to make it look large? And it's actually just like a moth. That'd be a cool moth. Uh, It looks like an average moth if it was going to be a moth. So, (laughs) But whatever it is, it's holding a blade. And we should track it and kill it. Mm Mm-hmm. Get that, uh... 
sea monster of the land on it. <laughs> yeah, freaky Michigan. <laughs> and it's about to get freakier. Yum. So there's a lot of bridges in Michigan, it seems like, and a lot of them are haunted or have some sort of a local legend around it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about the Troll Bridge. <sighs> so there's this bridge on the Saline River. The first instance that I heard about this bridge was a couple, their car broke down under the bridge. It was just them two. It was late at night. No one was around. The husband went to check on the car. His wife was waiting in the car. He was taking forever. He never came back. So she went to check on him and allegedly found his body behind the car with, like, all of his bones broken. Like, he was not in a good way. (laughs) Next day, both of their bodies were found behind the car, bones broken. Wait, but then how would we know that? That's why that part's alleged. We what don't know if she's yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't know that, but we do know two of both of their bodies were found completely bone broken. Nice under a bridge, completely crunched. Also, people think anything happens around the bridge, it's gonna just continue the myth. In seventy three, these local teens were trying to pull a prank, and they like, haha, we bought we got a bomb, and we're gonna bomb the bridge. LOL, we're quirky. And they tried to bomb the bridge and it didn't work. And one kid took the bomb home to see what went wrong. And Mm. he blew himself up. Oh my god, did that really happen? Mm Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's not fucking smart. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Let me just just crack the hood on this (laughs) post-detonated bomb. And see if I can just jimmy it into... Oh, and there it goes. That's fucking... Oh, God. Yeah. And there was a man's body found under the bridge dead in 81. So there's like a lot of... There's a little bit of death associated with this bridge. So people, of course, said trolls. Well, a full body crunched up. That's a troll marker if I've ever seen one. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how the hell... Those two people were found with a lot of broken bones. That's that's crazy. Something happened. There might be a serial killer we need to tend to. Maybe they got stepped on by a I giant tried. footprint. By a skater. Perhaps a hooved foot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see him take off his skates. Um, That's fucked up. And honestly, the troll shit just probably came from the fact that it was under a bridge. Yeah. But you can't account for all underbridge things as being troll related because it is just a literally shady spot. Like mm-hmm. it creates shade, so it's obviously going to be a target for bone crunching and explosives. Mm-hmm. It's That's just, just what, life. <laughs> what people do when they <laughs> skitter into the shade of life. That's just Michigan for you. So the next one I'm going to talk about is definitely like the mascot of Michigan local legends. Ooh. It's called the Red Dwarf of Detroit, also known <laughs> as Nyan Rouge. <laughs> so this has like. This sounds Quebecois. So according to local legend, it's a. It's a surefire sign of something awful to come. Oh, Anytime God. anyone sees the Red Dwarf of Detroit, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> Red dwarf. Oh, God. <laughs> and this legend goes as far back as the 1700s in Quebec. 
Oh my god! Yeah, so it, in, it felt very Quebecois. Right. So March tenth, seventeen o one, in Saint Louis, Quebec, a party was being held in honor of Antoine de la Moth Cadillac, the founder of Detroit. I'm just gonna call him Cadillac. Mm. Um. Oh my god! I mean, perfect. He founded Motor City, right? So as the night was going on, the party was happening. They had a fortune teller there. She had a black cat perched upon her shoulder, which is such a vibe. She was reading the palms. The men were loving the situation and she wandered over to Cadillac. She gazed into his palm and told him he was going to start a great city. So this is before he had founded Detroit. So he asked her to continue on with the palm reading and give him more information about his future. But then it started to take a little bit of a darker turn. And she told him, in years to come, your colony will be the scene of strife and bloodshed. The Indians will be treacherous. The hated English will struggle for its possession. But under a new flag, it will reach a height of prosperity, which you never in your wildest dreams pictured. And he continued to ask her more questions. Uh, He asked if his children would inherit the land from him, and she told him, Your future and theirs lie in your own hands. Beware of undue ambition. It will mar all your plans. Appease the Nyan Rouge. Beware of offending him. Should you be thus unfortunate, not a vestige of your inheritance will be given to your heirs. Oh my god. This feels like Rumpelstiltskin-esque. <laughs> you have to, like, appease this little dwarf. <laughs> or their Henry Ford will never come to Detroit. <laughs> It's so ridiculous and I'm obsessed with it. So he totally didn't believe that anything bad was going to happen to him. He told his wife about it. They had a good laugh. Years later, after the founding of Detroit, Cadillac and his wife were taking a walk and overheard a couple men talking shit about the city. Uh, They heard one man say, the things cannot run very long. Thus, my wife saw a few days ago, Le Petit Nyan Rouge, which freaked them out now they're worried that something bad's gonna happen mm-hmm. well at least the wife was cadillac tried to laugh it off they started for home as they were heading home allegedly a grotesque dwarf-like figure with a sharp tooth grin hobbled onto their path <laughs> <laughs> Regarde moi. and what did cadillac do but hit the creature with his cane and told it to get away <laughs> away you little creature the dwarf took off laughing <laughs> <laughs> soon after that Cadillac's luck went to garbage just as predicted everything she had said negative would happen was happening his children didn't inherit any of his property like he had wanted was it because he hit the Nyan Rouge with this cane all those years ago? Well, I think uh, definitely. Yeah, if I've learned rude. anything from Sims, uh, <laughs> for Thanksgiving in Sims, one of the things you have to do is appease the gnomes. And so you have to buy a gnome if you don't have one. And then you go over and you click appease. And then it like multiplies to be five gnomes that surround you. And then you have to appease all of them within a certain time frame or they'll start terrorizing you and then just um, re like apparating around you in different positions constantly until the end of Thanksgiving. So it makes sense that this American tradition has a long... (laughs) History. Oh my god. The gnomes. Appease the gnomes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Actually, the history, like, continues. There's so many sightings of this dwarf. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Um, okay, so July 30th of 1763. I love that they know the day. Um, a, the dwarf was spotted near the Detroit River, and the next day, Pontiac killed over 60 men during the Battle of Bloody Run. In the spring of 1805, people saw the dwarf walking through the streets of Detroit, and on June 11th of that year, a fire burned down most of the town. <laughs> General William Hull, the only officer in American history to be sentenced to death for military incompetence. <laughs> I don't know if that's still true, but <laughs> um, he claimed that he saw the Red Dwarf grinning at him in 1813 when he surrendered Detroit to the British Army. <gasps> oh, la la. <laughs> He was allegedly seen before the week-long riot starting in 1967. Allegedly in 1976, he was seen climbing up a utility pole by two utility workers. And shortly after that, Detroit was hit with one of the worst ice storms they've ever seen. Allegedly, that's the last time he's been seen. If you were to go back and look at, like, old, like, Ken Burns-style black and white photos of Detroit, of, like, a bunch of, like, inspiring, you know, steel workers, like, sitting on the I-beams with their little lunch pails, there's just, like, a red dwarf, like, balancing with his little boots on one end of it. Like, this is wild. I'm disappointed that he is no longer seen. It's probably because the people of Detroit are, like, the what? <laughs> they, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about actually he's so popular in, in michigan he has really? a festival people dress up as him he's like a figure that represents us joining together and coming against this bad harbinger or like this is it, it people just love it people are so into it and it's the way that people describe seeing him throughout history is so funny because he'll be like cartwheeling like he's a giddy goofy motherfucker I'm shocked that I hadn't heard about him before. I think I had. He's which is... very popular. Oh, so he looks like a devil. Yeah. The way the way that the uh, the way that Detroiters uh, represent him is is very devilish and spooky. La Marche du Nord Rouge, absolute Michigan. Uh, yeah, very spooky. Um. They give him horns, and mm-hmm. and then there's a sign one person is holding in this photo from the Detroit Metro Times that says, Stop, nah, shame. Do not shame the nah rouge. He's just doing his job. He is a harbinger of chaos, and we love him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to skip around and go back to another bridge in Michigan. This is called Hell's Bridge. Hmm. And the story behind it is a little more gruesome than Trolls Crunch and Bones. So it's a little metal footbridge hidden away within the Michigan woods, kind of by the Rogue River near Rockford, which means nothing to me. But maybe if you're from Michigan, you'll understand where that is. Allegedly, in the mid-1800s, an old man named Elias Frisk. Elias. 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 (laughs) Apparently, the road is named after him. Mm Mm-hmm. He was in charge of babysitting some children one day. A couple kids came up missing. The town got together to try and find them. They were getting a search party together and they wanted to leave the children with kindly old Mr. Frisk while they tried to find the other kids. And apparently... Wait. 
Elias Frisk. Frisk. Yeah. Does this sound familiar? He's not the guy who, like, put pins in his butthole. Not that I know of. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, claiming that he didn't want to lose any of the kids, he kind of tied them together and marched them into the woods, Pied Piper style. Nice. Once he got to the bridge, the kids noticed a really foul stench. They told him about it, and he wanted to reveal what the smell was, so he uncovered a pile of leaves and branches to reveal the bodies of the other missing children. (sighs) Knowing that the search party was going to be far away from where he was, the kids screamed, he didn't care, and he killed them one by one, and dumped their bodies into the river. Later, when the townspeople were realizing that they were all missing, they were searching along the river until they saw the bodies of the children in the water, and they found Frisk by following his footprints. He was covered in blood and babbling about how the devil coaxed him to do the murders. They took the ropes that he used to tie up the children. They proceeded to hang him right then and there from the footbridge. Legend says the rope snapped, the current took his body downstream, and he was never found again. Wow. So, people have seen some spooky shit going on in that bridge. Legend says that the evil forces that influenced him to do all that nonsense are still in the area. People say you can see faces of the children under the water. Sometimes you can hear the devil laughing in the woods if you're there at midnight. (laughs) Glowing red eyes have been seen in the woods and on the bridge, along with the sounds of screams and laughing of young children late at night. Oh, the red eyes, that's the, that's the, that's the land swamp monster. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the baby's cries could just be his, his baby mouth. He only it's makes baby, baby sounds, mouth. remember? So I, I think they've, they've got their wires crossed, but but that I mean, it could be both. And the last uber disturbing thing people have seen is tubers claim that they've seen hands trying to pull them into the river Whoa. from the water. I like that. I'm obsessed with that. I love the haunted bridge that kind of bleeds into the river. Make it all spooky. Oh, yeah. Nice. And speaking of water, I'm going to get into the most absolute batshit crazy nonsense I've heard about Michigan. Okay. (laughs) We're going to talk about the Michigan Triangle. I know about the Michigan Triangle, I feel like. Much like the Bermuda Triangle. Or the Bridgewater Triangle. But in Michigan. Right. All right. What happens in their triangle? So there's a lot of stuff that has happened around here. Allegedly, people have reported some UFO sightings in this area. Nice. There's a lot of shipwrecks, a lot of unexplained ships that have supposed to have been going through this area and go missing. One ship they never found, and they think they found the wreckage hundreds of years later, and it might have, like gotten a paint job and changed its name not on record at some point during their travel some super weird stuff um there was a flight in 1950 that um didn't get permission to land due to extreme and unexpected turbulence and they crashed over lake michigan they never found the wreckage of the flight 
Whoa. Only body fragments and light debris were found, but they never found like all of it. Like a lot oh, of it was no. missing. Not body fragments. Yeah. I'm going to go through a list of just weird shit that's happened in this area. Also, we- I, can I just quickly say, remember when earlier I said, did he put bad things up his butt? Uh, the person you were talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. I realized that the person that I was thinking of mm-hmm. is named Albert Fish, who is known as the Brooklyn Vampire and was an American serial killer, rapist, child molester, and cannibal who committed a minimum of three child murders from July 1924 to June 1928. He was also known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the the Boogeyman. And this is real. He put pins in his butthole? Well, among other things. (laughs) Ugh. Gross. Local (laughs) legend. (laughs) <laughs> yeah this is not a legend unfortunately okay go on tell Back me to a story the michigan triangle, the michigan triangle. <laughs> so in 1937 captain george donner disappeared his his uh his boat was in the michigan triangle and his crew was trying to knock on his door and get his attention but there was no response from his quarters wait are these in the this is in the great lakes mm-hmm. okay i understand so the cabin, his cabin seemed to have been locked from the inside and they had to break down the door, but he was nowhere to be found. They never found him. He just escaped somehow on the Michigan Triangle. You got to workshop that for the campfire. You can't say, and they never, and he was never found. You have to wait for a few seconds and then say, and they never saw him again. <laughs> And he was never found. <laughs> well, and, he wasn't. And well, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the kids will chew you up and spit you out with that one. That's a good point. <laughs> in nineteen, I feel like this is the place where people go to just evade taxes. Like I feel like people just can disappear on paper here. In Michigan? In the Michigan Triangle. I feel oh, like right, in right, the right. past, a lot of old ships were like, all right, this is my chance to skedaddle. In 1921, there was a single ship collision. There was a collision. The ship had overturned due to this collision. The impact was visible, but no other ship was reported. No remains from the other ship were found. Just a good place to do a little hit and run. (laughs) Ship hit and run. You'll never catch me. I'll be on the other end of Lake Erie. (laughs) In, um... 1883, these guys were out on a wooden tugboat, and they claimed to, despite it being clear skies, there were giant blocks of ice falling from the sky for 30 minutes, and they took one of these blocks and they put it in their icebox, and they Uh brought it back to port to show people because it was just so ridiculous and unbelievable. That's nuts! Super weird. And the first instance of anything in this area was in 1679. There was the largest sailing vessel of its time, the Le Griffon. They, for some reason, were like, we can go from here to Asia. Like, we can take, we can start in Michigan or whatever and go to Asia. We've got water passage. I don't know. It was 1679. They didn't know what was going on. The the crew, it just disappeared. The boat completely disappeared. No wreckage has been found. Nothing's been reported. They left, they got to the Michigan Triangle, and they were never seen after that. 
cool. But maybe they were so confident because they found like a portal, and the uh, and then some <laughs> like mishap happened in the portal, and then they ended up in like the Dune universe. <laughs> Do you want to hear the craziest shit though? Yes. Okay. I've seen the picture. I've seen the picture. So it has to be real, right? Yeah. So some archaeologists were scanning Lake Michigan for shipwrecks, for any, you know, old trinkets, whatever. They found something very strange at 40 foot depth using some sonar technology. Mm. They, I mean, they discovered some sunken boats, some cars, a Civil War era pier, which is like to be expected. But they also found, and I didn't, I need to send you the picture when I find it, Stonehenge. There's an underwater, like, tiny Stonehenge in Michigan. Oh, I think, I think I had heard about this. They're like three and a half feet high, five Uh foot wide. The, the surface of these stones appear to have numerous, like, etchings that Uh appear to be human in origin. And one of the stones specifically looks like a mastodon was etched in. Uh-huh. There's the hump, the head, the trunk, the tusks, the legs, triangle-like ears. And if it's true, if this is an etching of a mastodon, that means that this stone could be 10,000 years old. Oh, hell like yeah. Like post-Ice Age. Like post-Ice Age people and mastodons in Michigan? Hell yeah. Like, that's so cool. Ancient people, the Americans have been here a long fucking time. Oh, that's so cool. And there's a lot of other um, petroglyphs, which are just like rocks with etchings in them. Mm-hmm. In Michigan, like nearby, there's a thousand foot, a thousand square foot park that had 165 petroglyphs on it carved 300 to 1400 years ago. So Michigan is apparently a destination for uh, enthusiasts of early man. <laughs> that's awesome apparently I that. there's a lot of like history history in michigan this blew my fucking mind spooky aquatic there's some mm. uh tiktok account i think that it's like mysterious like water things but i think that's where i heard about these mm. michigan stones those videos are very spooky like those TikTok accounts that show you underwater shit. Don't get me started on abandoned, submerged animatronics. Mm-hmm. Abandoned, submerged animatronics? What do you mean by that? Like an underwater animatronic that has, is no longer in commission. They usually just leave them. That's like one of my big fears. Oh, yeah, that is a fear. It has a name. Being afraid of like mm-hmm. underwater machinery. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do well in the year 3000. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's pretty much the same, except we live underwater. <laughs> Respect le rouge. <laughs> I love that he's cartwheeling through Michigan history. So yeah, those are some Michigan gems. You've got a dog man. You've got a land sea man. You've got the triangle, murder bridges. I love that. I think it's disturbing and interesting, and I love all of those mm-hmm. weird and specific creatures of regional zones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Great Lakes are a really fun and sort of underappreciated mm-hmm. source of mystery. Apparently. Even if someone 
just like w- wanted to mess with everybody and made their own Stonehenge. They like commissioned them, scuba dove forty feet under, and put <laughs> them there. And that's fascinating too. Mastodons, dogmen, <laughs> phantom skaters. No one is safe in Michigan. All right, that was spooky legends of Michigan. <laughs> If you enjoy what you heard, please throw us a friendly review and a rating. Mm -hmm. We so appreciate it. We're just here to have a good time with each other, and hopefully a little bit of that magic fairy dust will rub off on you. Mm -hmm. I hope you guys have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of haunted Michigander things. (laughs) Bye-bye now. Bye now. tell you a story from a ma and pa there's a ghost skater skating and he's a hundred feet tall